Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go on a Thursday, Cofield and Company. Busy day, busy day. Xavier Pope's going to join us at the end of the hour, our uh, legal analyst on Thursdays and we're going to be mixing in some new co-hosts here and there as uh, our buddy from our podcast, our legal podcast in, in Denver. Judge Dan is up with us as we're live at Silver Sevens. What's up, Dan? Hey, how are you? I'm good. You know, I wanted to give one early heads up to you because we talked about what we do on this show. And I think you're going to be good with this. Uh, we banned baseball talk from the show about six weeks ago. With a lockout? Yes. yes. So we have no baseball talk on the show, except I will mention one thing. Um, just to hammer home the point, when I see people updating stories about the negotiations or that the beginning of the season is in jeopardy, just ignore it. No one cares. No one cares. Pitchers and catchers, I guess, were supposed to report, was it Tuesday? And no one cared. Baseball is playing this dangerous game. It is making a lot of money, a lot of its TV deals, but it's playing this dangerous game as it gets passed by every other sport of trying to use methods from the last couple of you know work arguments, work stoppages, and eventually fans start to you know get all freaked out. Ninety nine percent of the fans don't give a rat's ass, so this is an incredibly dangerous path. And for media outlets, cut it out. We don't need updates when they're back. They're back. Yeah, I nobody cares. It's literally a stopgap till football season. That's the if you care about baseball at all ever, that's the only utility it has. Period. The only thing I thought about today though was the the news about the Angels. Was he a PR guy though? So because we had something else on the rundown, two creepy criminal type PR guys stories in one day. That was the only interesting thing out of baseball at all today, wasn't it? I don't know. I didn't see it. Don't care. Anytime I see baseball on any headline, I don't even read the story. I, I don't. I, I don't care about who the free agents are, who could be signed, who could be. I don't care. No, no. Because what yeah. the this is what the owners want. So you locked it out. The sport is shut down. It's a non-sport at this point. Um, we're getting well, it's into professional this. wrestling. That's all it is. I, that's why I call it sports entertainment. It's professional why? wrestling. Why? Oh, when they, when they canceled the World Series and they juiced the balls, they juiced the players, it's not a real sport anymore anyway. It's been rigged. It's been inflated. It, you know, if you want to be a sucker that's fooled by it anyway, go ahead. But it's like going to the circus. It's like going to professional wrestling. If you want to be entertained by a semi-fake sport, go ahead. You know, it's like your eight-year-old that wants to be fooled and you know, believes wrestling's real. That's fine. I don't believe it anymore. I'm an adult, so I don't believe it anymore. So I don't care about baseball. That's that's what I believe. It's trending at three. Presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. Well, let's get into a good day to have uh, Judge Dan on because he does radio at the Fan in Denver. And you're Avs. You're the number one hockey guy in Denver. I can't say that. That's not true. Um, yeah, I am. No, <laughs> well, you're self-proclaimed. You're not, you're not a hockey guy, but... Um, the Avs were in town for the debut of Jack Eichel, and you, sons of you-know-whats, you ruined it. You freaking ruined it. Avs. 
Yeah. We're, 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 the problem is we're rolling through the regular season just like last year when you guys ruined it for us. So we got a little, uh, little bit of taste of revenge last night. Uh, but, yeah, what were you guys crying about? You guys were crying about something, I hear. I wasn't crying about anything. I was actually on the road well, in Fresno GM. watching a, a Mountain West Conference basketball game. What was the your crying GM about? Was. Yes. GM crying about injuries, this and that. We all know it's a setup. Uh, Adrian Dater, our esteemed hockey writer. He was actually in town last night. He was in Las Vegas last night. Did they let him in? Isn't he? He's the guy. He's the, he's the, the wild uh, Avs fan slash media guy who didn't he get banned last year because was he cussing? Did he cuss at McKinnon in a question? Right. It was it was right after the Golden Knights eliminated him from the playoffs. Uh, he was. Yeah, he he. Well, one, he got a little loopy with the coach, Coach Bednar, in his press conference. And then, yeah, he he cursed at McKinnon during that press conference. And so if he was in Las Vegas last night at the game, he must have bought a ticket because he didn't get in the press box. I can assure you that much because he got kicked out uh, for the year by the Hockey Writers Association. Um, but he still, you know, they still cover the team. He has his website. Uh, there are other members of his website that are credentialed. But he was in Las Vegas last night, and uh, he says you guys are cheaters. He does, yeah. But- uh, reading his stuff, and it's 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 really good, very fanish. It's good stuff, though. Uh, Golden Knights appear to be sitting value D-man, whatever that means. Uh, Alex Martinez because of cap issues. Kelly McCrimmon is shedding crocodile tears over his team's injury situation right now, but nobody's fooled. Vegas is doing the same thing Tampa did last year with Kucherov. Okay, so what? Why are you guys cheat? Can't you just play within the rules? I mean, I guess technically you're within the rules, but what, it's what, not, what about it's nobility? Not techni- it's not. They're, they're within the rules. What about nobility? What about honor? We just talked Knight. about what a crap you're sport the, baseball is. You're the Knights. Nobility. <laughs> there, there you go. See what I did there? But we just talked about how baseball is a crap sport. With you know, it's not even worth paying attention to. How how they were a bunch of sellouts. How they canceled their their season back in '94, and then they said we we have to sell out the game. We have to do steroids and all that, and sell out all of our integrity just to get fans back. And I haven't paid attention since because they're a bunch of sellouts. You got to do things the right way, Cofield. And now, what are, what are the Golden Knights doing? Where is there nobility by the Knights? This is the right way. The, the circumventing the cap is the right way. I mean, the Lightning did it the right way last year. It it won them the whole thing. They didn't change the rules, so every team in contention should be trying to do the same thing. Screw it. If you're not cheating, you ain't trying. Exactly. Why wouldn't you do this? But it is, but to your point and to uh, uh, Denver Media Guy's point, there you would think there's going to be a time that the Knights have to pay the piper and make a move or moves, but... Maybe they can do this juggling thing the entire time. Mark Stone uh, is also injured right now, although uh, also your media guy seemed to suggest that Mark Stone's injury is fake. I don't, I don't know about that. He's been struggling with it for much of the season. So um, these are scurrilous allegations and sort of irresponsible, but they are fun. You won't stand for it, will you, Cofield? I, don't, I like it. I like it on both sides. I like what the Knights are doing. You know, basically a big F you to the league and – the Lightning, and I love that your media guy fan, you know, also judging Jack Eichel's first game back with a new team off neck surgery, he says Jack Eichel looked as rusty as a 1976 Dodge Dart. Hey, man, Gordy Howe used to always just come back a decade. He would come back. He'd be 50, 60 years old, coming off the street and just mash. So off, I don't know. Off revolutionary neck surgery? 
Yes. Of no, course. No. Gordie Howe would just come in off the stands and just, you know, be the best guy on the ice. So what's the problem here? Well, I'm all with Dater. Adrian Dater, he's a legendary icon of the uh, hockey writing business, even if he was thrown out of the Hockey Writers Association for the year. Well, I, I think you know this because you follow the Knights enough and hockey enough. You are Denver's hockey guy. Um, that this – I mean, the injuries and COVID were not part of – the night's plan but clearly the plan now is to make sure they're healthy and ready to go with say like 10 games left in the regular season so i don't think they're going to have an issue with this juggling deal unless they fall on hard times and start losing a bunch of games this is all pointing towards the stretch run and at that point they should have everyone back and ready to go yeah well that's that's the key isn't it uh it's interesting because nhl playoffs for example, the Avs were the prime example of that. Win the President's Trophy last year, run into a hot Knights team, and then flame out. And the Avs, are they going to be the same recipe for the success this year? They, you know, we We're talking about on the, on your podcast, what, a month ago? Should we go get your old guy, Flurry? Now they're talking about, well, we think our goaltending's enough. Should we, you know, trade for, you know, a, another guy, you know, a, a defenseman or Giroux or whatever? Getting that right formula for the playoffs and can you win in the playoffs? Gold Knights struggle with the same issues. You got past the avalanche, and then what happened to you guys? What, the next round? You got to get that winning formula. Coming up next, let's get to uh, what went down in L.A. with the parade yesterday. And also, I've been saving this all week, the glorification of one Stan Kroenke as a savior for L.A. sports. Are you serious? Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. But now we've got new champions. We've got them up here on the stage. You know their names. Sean McVay, our coach. Unbelievable. Vaughn Miller. We've got Matthew Stafford. Cooper. Cooper Cup. And you can keep naming Aaron Donald. Unbelievable. We've got new champions in L.A. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver 7s with Cofield and Company. Boy, I saw that, and I felt for folks that I know in Denver. That was Stan Kroenke, the owner of the Rams. Uh, I also saw a lot of feedback from soccer fans who were like, wait, what's going on here? Why is this guy getting a bunch of praise? Um, I saw a Rams L.A. reporter also say Stan Kroenke built $5 billion stadium that cuts checks left and right to acquire the best talent. Rams get their Super Bowl rings in their home stadium and take a massive leap in a city that boasts the Lakers and the Dodgers. And I felt a little sick. Um, the experience for Kroenke own teams elsewhere for those fans is completely different. Right, Judge Dan? Yeah, no, it, it does make me sick. By the way, it, it, what a it sounds like a goober. You know, he didn't even uh, Cooper uh, Cup uh, get the guy a script because he clearly doesn't even know who's on his own team. Now, he got off to yeah. he, he got off to a real slow start, and I was like, this could be a total disaster. I think he was up there with Tariko. Like, right, Stan, pick it up, come on, little pace, right? And and this this oh, he cuts checks. Come on. First off, there's a salary cap. He lets his guys spend their budget. Okay. Let's not pretend like he's... Go it's not the NBA. We got the Nuggets here. 
you have, you can have a luxury tax. He's not going out and getting Nikola Jokic, the team MVP, when when there's two star other core guys go down. That he doesn't go. Hey, let's go get some star players. I'll spend over the luxury. I'll pay the luxury tax and and get you some help. He's not doing that here in Denver. He's not doing any of that. Okay, he's he let them do. Within the confines of the cap, he's spending the budget. He didn't do anything, okay? When the Broncos won their Super Bowls, they didn't have money to make payroll. It, Tom Nalen, who was a player on that team, one of the, the starting center, he said, we actually, this was a different era, we actually had to defer our paychecks during the Super Bowl winning season and get paid after because we oh didn't God. have enough money to make payroll. Okay, that's doing something. And Pat Bullen actually had to find ways to get the team resources to win a championship. Okay, if we want to be impressed by building a stadium, how about Mark Davis? uh, The family actually didn't have any money to be able to pull off the move to Las Vegas and hoodwink Sheldon Alderson or whoever and actually find a way to get a stadium built. When you don't have any money, you don't have two nickels to rub together. I'll take some, you know, I'll admire that a little bit. Well, Stan I, I'll, Crumpy, I'll, 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 uh, I'll take, I'll take an owner who builds his own stadium. But keep in mind, this is going to wind up being a, a facility, a complex that's worth like thirteen million dollars. He's going to get it all back when he chooses to sell. But I'd rather have the owner spend his own money. But you're right. The way, what Davis pulled off with our politicians was super impressive. My question is. You know, and, and L.A. fans have the right to be happy. They don't know who Kroenke is right. uh, you know, in his other realms. My question is, why can't he do this with arguably the best player in the world at the head of the Nuggets? Why, do, why can't the Nuggets be the Rams? Why can't the Nuggets spend all the money they can and be hyper-aggressive in getting more talent? Does he not care? Well, because he's not going to spend... He, <laughs> He'll hire people like like with the Avalanche. The Avalanche could win the cup too, right? They're good. They're good. Yeah. He'll he'll hire people and allow them to go do their job. So in that sense, it's okay. But like for example, here, people don't understand. We haven't been able to watch them on TV, the Avs or Nuggets, for three and a half seasons. This is this is an amazing story, and it happens in different places where, you know, the Dodgers were shut out for a long time on multiple carriers because of a TV war. In Kroenke's case, it's a little deeper, right? Right. Yeah, he has the ability to cut the deal and get us back on TV. He could care less. He cares about money. That's it. He doesn't. He cares about profit, period. He doesn't care about championships. This is probably the 55th season that he's owned. Te- Actually, more than that because he's got the soccer team. So maybe the 70... 70-some season, he's owned a major professional sports franchise. And he backdoored that the abs were really, really good when he first bought them. They were already in championship form. So let's call this the second championship he's gotten in 70 years of, you know, seasons, right? All right. So, yeah, he let them do their job, and they got him a championship. He's not a championship owner. It's not like you know, oh, now he is. For, in L- for in the, L.A. Well, he is. His whole right. reputation has been turned around, according oh, to the L.A. media like, and a lot of the fans. Oh, who cares about L.A.? Like, oh, like, like, are they championship fans in L.A.? You know, like, come on. You know, the, give me a break. Well, I guess, yeah, technically, yeah, they are. Um, the Dodgers and Lakers have recently, the Kings as recent as 2014. 
I I'm not you know Mr. L.A., but I have respect for Los Angeles. I mean, it is right now the city of champions. On any given night, you could go down the street and ask anybody in L.A. You know what, what who the Lakers were playing, and they would never know. Oh, stop! It's just whatever. No Lakers you know? and Dod- Lakers and if you wanted to say that about the Rams, you could say that about the Rams. But Lakers and Dodgers have a lot of hardcore fans, and across all different a lot of groups, hardcore all fans. genders. But, you know, yeah, when it when it's the hot thing, okay, maybe, and you know, maybe the Lakers, okay, whatever. But you know, the Rams, you know, look at the Chargers, the Dodge, the man, Dodgers, they can't even draw flies. The, well, the, but they just got there. What do you mean they just got there? So what? It's the NFL. It's the biggest thing in no, sports. Not, what do you mean they just got there? That's, we, that's, are we making that's, excuses? That's not the way it works. In they can't out draw a soccer stadium. It's not Come the on, way they can't get thirty thousand fans. Fans well, for the NFL that, team, Cofield. That Come was on. pathetic. I will also say, um, if the stadium matters, that that stadium sucked. What an! I mean, I went to a couple of games there. It was dreadful. Thank. By the way, thank God. I mean, I think it, they would have done okay uh, because of the Raiders. You know, the, the original plan, one of the big plans before Cronky put up his money, was to go to Carson and have the Chargers and Raiders share a stadium. So right. that would have been interesting if the if the Raiders were sold out every game in a brand new stadium and the Chargers couldn't draw you know more than sixty percent. Yeah. So the deal with Kroenke, uh, really, so on my show in Denver, I was just like, I really have no rooting interest in the Super Bowl. I really like both teams. I've always kind of liked the Rams and what McVay had going on. And, I, you know, I like Joe Burrow. And I kind of like, you know, kind of root for the hard luck Bengals, too. The only real rooting interest I had was to root against Dan Kroenke because he's just a miserable, terrible, evil. We're talking about an evil from a sports fan's perspective, he's an evil, terrible sports owner. <laughs> You're talking about a guy. Here's a guy that grew up. He's a Missouri guy. Grew up, did the best thing you can. He bought the hometown NFL football team and promptly moved them out of his home state. Is that, That's the height of evil villain sports ownership. I mean, can you believe somebody would do that? If you do that, you really don't care about your fans. He cares about money. And we did the research on my show one time. We, here's a debate we were having, right? Because we're talking about, you know, whether you tip, you don't tip. Well, you don't keep all that money. Uh, you know, you didn't get rich by uh, this or that. I'm like, no, man. I guarantee you he didn't get rich. He didn't become a billionaire by stiffing his waitress. And then I looked it up. You know, well, did he have, you know, because he married a Walmart heir. Yes. And I said, well, you know, he married Ann Walton, one of the Walmart heirs. And I said, well, did he have any money before he married her? No, he didn't. So, but let he me ask you. Let money. me let me let me break in. Is that evil or really smart? What? Marrying into money when you don't have it. No, of course it's great. Yes. I keep waiting for Cofield to do it. He, Genius. He's being stubborn about it. Being stubborn about marriage. There's a stance. <laughs> right. A stance has been taken and it's yes. being delivered upon. Uh, big yes. weekend coming up on Saturday. We've got uh, UNLV hosting Colorado State. It's a big game because uh, CSU is one of the best teams in the conference, and the Rebels have a chance for a sweep. But it's. It's bigger beyond that because of cool giveaways. By the way, this is all brought to you by Finley Toyota. They're going to have multiple giveaways, including free season tickets for a variety of Rebel sports at the game. And one lucky student at UNLV is going to win free tuition for a semester. Now, how are they doing this? The president of the school, President Whitfield, is actually going to be working the T-shirt cannon. Select shirts will have prizes in them, including that certificate for free tuition for one lucky student for a semester, and they're retiring Robert Smith jersey on Saturday. It's a 5 o'clock start. They're giving away uh, Robert Smith T-shirts to uh, kids 12 and under 
as well. Get your tickets at UNLVtickets.com. It's this Saturday, 5 o'clock start, UNLV hosting Colorado State. Enjoy 77-cent Bud Light bottles during Vegas Golden Knights games at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Stick around. More of Cofield and Company is on the way. If he really, really wanted, if the one thing he wanted in this life was to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, he'd be one right now, given that he had the talent. But he made some business decisions. I think he knew what he was risking. And I think that there are legitimate complaints about race in the NFL and everywhere else in America. But that's not why Colin Kaepernick's not in the NFL. Going to talk a little Michelle Tafoya, former sideline reporter, who's working with Sunday Night Football. We'll try to get some answers. What exactly happened? She fired. She walked away. She does appear to have a new career direction as she's helping feed the red meat to a certain base there, talking about Colin Kaepernick, which, my God, we're still doing Kaepernick stuff? Oh, yeah. The red meat fulfills many appetites. So that's coming up with Xavier Pope in about 15 minutes. Judge Dan is with us on this Thursday. We're at Silver 7s. Come on down. Happy hour has begun. 277 on margaritas, beers, and shots. How about that? Two bars to hang out at. We're down to the Bud Light Lounge across the way. Got the Silver and Gold Bar and the William Hill Race and Sportsbook. So I like having Dan on. Because we want to talk a lot of football during the offseason, and we've got the AFC West connection with Denver, and he does radio on the fan in Denver, Vegas, and L.A., and Kansas City. And listen, the other three markets aside from Kansas City, we all hate Kansas City. Up yours, you know, you've stepped into the situation, brilliant drafting, uh, with Pat Mahomes where you may be good for like 12 to 15 more years. That's friggin' painful for everyone else. In the division, but there's something weird going on here, Dan. Now we're seeing Eric Bieniemy speak about his relationship with Patrick Mahomes. There are some people in Kansas City who are now blaming Kansas City falling short of winning a Super Bowl on a beef between Bieniemy and Mahomes. This is fascinating. Yeah, it's interesting. So I got up early this morning and I see this story now it's not from a necessarily reputable source right it's chief's <laughs> kingdom something or whatever so it's some sort sure. of bloggy type thing and so i sent it to you guys you know i'm up early and i'm of course an hour later than you guys and but it's it's fascinating and it's got some quotes in it and things like that uh, um and i'm listening now some of it couldn't necessarily be true because it was saying some things like Patrick Mahomes is putting his hands over his ears uh, because so many people were talking at him. He couldn't, you know, understand. Well, um, according to one of the, the guys on my station, Chad Brown, only one person has access to the quarterback's mic, the green dot mic. Right. Um, and that's uh, designated. So the quarterback can only actually hear one person. Now, all the other coaches can talk to each other. They all can hear each other in each other's headsets. So that wasn't true. Now, actually, the story has been taken down, right? Now, there had been like four revisions to it, this, that, and the other. And that whole story has been taken down. So who knows what's going on with it? But apparently, there was some sort of beef. Uh, and it so, does not so look like. Is this a real quote or not? Is it made up? 
I mean, here's a quote that was posted on the site. This is the enemy talking about Mahomes. You guys have been around him. You know him. He's a competitive prick, okay? He's a great kid, but he's competitive. He wants to improve at everything he could possibly improve upon. He wants to be the best at whatever he can do. And along the way, he wants to make sure he's uh, leading the guys. He wants to be held accountable by his peers, but also, too, he just wants to work. And that's what you love about being around him every single day. Okay, so I guess the problem there is calling him a competitive you know, name. Well, that supposedly is a quote from prior to the season. So that should be an accurate quote that was out of media scrum. Okay. That should be an accurate quote. Here's what I know about. I've, I've covered, I used to cover Eric Bieniemy quite a bit. He's a CU guy. He played here. He coached here on I, several occasions. He's got a problem. He's got a problem with players. We had, for example, a, a player named Marcus Houston. He was a highly recruited running back, could have gone anywhere. He was recruited by all the major schools. It was a big coup. He was also supposed uh, a great student. He was supposed to be like a big political candidate here. He was uh, a very, um, just a good story, a very good story because he, he had the grades. He had political aspirations. He was uh, supposed to go to you know law school after our, his NFL playing days were done, although he never made it to the NFL. And Eric Bieniemy was his running backs coach. Eric Bieniemy called him soft, would uh, make uh, female kind of, I don't want to call him slurs, but epithets, whatever, female names at him, would call him publicly, would call him Marquisha, and things did not go well. And one, one of the things that was rumored to happen was um, there was a bowl game. Bieniemy would tr- try to, uh, Houston was did not qualify, had not played enough games, he was going to qualify for a red shirt. Bianimi was trying to get him to burn his red shirt just out of spite in the bowl game. And Marcus Houston was hiding, um, you know, would not go into the game because he's like, I'm not blowing a year of eligibility <laughs> just because Bianimi's a jerk. Yeah. Now, back then, uh, now, obviously, you cover UNLV, you you know, college sports in and out, but now things are different. Transfer rules are different. Back then, right, you were screwed. If you wanted to transfer, you were sitting out a year, period. Yep. yep. Right? We don't know what happened. We never could get to the bottom of it, but something, something transpired. Marcus Houston made an allegation against University of Colorado and his position coach, Marcus Bienemy, and the NCAA agreed with him and said, you know what? We're letting you transfer. With no consequence, you can transfer and play immediately. And he transferred immediately to CSU and played out the remainder of his eligibility, actually against the Buffs they played every year, um, and played out, you know, didn't have to sit out a year at all. So something uh, pretty controversial, something, uh, some sort of misconduct, uh, at least the NCAA had to have agreed um, that something nefarious happened there. He was... Throughout his career, he's been plagued with those types of things. Uh, the recruiting scandal here at CU, the enemy was wrapped up in that. There were there have been some criminal things here at you know during his times here at CU, they alleged to have choked uh, a parking attendant by the neck. Other things, he's had problems here. Yeah. His background here has not been good. I mean, I will I will also step in and say we've heard the. I'm not going to say excuse, but the pitch on Josh McDaniels, and it's not 
you know, the same, same sort of stuff. But, hey, that was a long time ago. You know, maybe he's changed. I'll, I'll just tell you this, Dan. Well, in the story let, here, let, though, yeah. is he did an interview well. Like, he, he had, in right. this story, whether it's true or not, right. one answer that he gave Broncos GM George Payton disqualified him. Immediately. This, uh, this will be an amazing follow if Eric Bieniemy splits from the Chiefs. My guess is he's not working this next year. So we'll see if this quiets down pretty quickly. You know, supposed beef all year between Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy, or if there's legs to it because it's going to be – if it's on Bieniemy to make the decision, it's going to be a hell of a decision because if he's looking around the National Football League at the way – Hirings are going. He may not work for another team for a while. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Not particularly because of who the pieces are around him. You have Dalvin Cook, who is their franchise running back. Justin Jefferson, who was an absolute star. You have Adam Thielen still. But I think that he's got, he sees what this roster has the potential to be. Back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens with Cofield and Company. Courtney Cronin, Vikings reporter, ESPN.com, talking about some rumors out there that Deshaun Watson's starting to pick out some landing spots. Let's get Xavier Pope in here with Judge Dan on this Thursday. We're live at Silver Sevens. Xavier, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Where would you want to go if you were Deshaun Watson? Uh, to uh, making sure that he isn't put in jail or sued. Oh, well, yeah, that's I guess I guess that's go. the first thing to get out of the way. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's that's the key to it all. Without any, without him actually like being shielded from his legal legality, then there's none of this even you know matters at this point. Uh, Dan, I want you to run by Xavier what you saw up on PFT that from a, a legal standpoint uh, didn't feel real sound. So what was it? Well, there was an article saying, which is surprising because, you know, Florio's a, an attorney, but it says, well, now that the Super Bowl's out of way, he can sit for a deposition. Yeah. Uh, Xavier, the, the Super Bowl has little to do with it. Um, your, your thoughts on him sitting for a deposition while he could still be subject to criminal prosecution. Uh, what type of assurances would you like to see him have before he sits for a civil deposition potentially incriminating himself yeah i think first and foremost i mean just because the super bowl is over doesn't mean he automatically has to sit for a deposition um, i mean your depositions are taken under oath um, i think that's clear um but in terms of any uh, civil deposition um that could particularly incriminate Deshaun watson um I think the most important thing is 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 that timing and what he actually answers, um, and in terms of incriminating himself, uh, and I think that, that um, giving an answer that would incriminate himself in terms of Deshaun Watson, I think that uh, he he can't necessarily refuse to answer the question, but he can answer in such a way he doesn't incriminate himself. Um, so. Um, I think that that's the the key, and I think that's something that both parties schedule. Um, with one another in order to do that. But um, I also it also depends on the structure and nature of, of each individual suit that comes to light. And so I don't see that happening anytime soon. So that's, I think that's the rub. I don't think it's going to just happen out of the blue. Boy, the NFL continues to have legal issues. You know, that's, that one is player involved. Now we find out from 
roughly what six years ago now that the Cowboys had something I think on a I think on a smaller scale uh, similar to the Commanders football team. Can you believe this story just comes out now, Xavier, about spying on cheerleaders, trying to get upskirt shots of the freaking daughter of Jerry Jones, some clown executive with the Cowboys, cost the Cowboys $2.4 million in payoff hush money? To be be frank with with you guys, I think I'm wondering what part of local media uh, or NFL media knew about this story and refused to run it or buried the story. Uh, So... I think that we have to look at the, the, the sports journalism profession and sometimes it covers for NFL teams. Uh, and sometimes it, it sits on stories that it doesn't feel is uh, maybe be damaging to the relationships that they, those particular outlets may have. You can't tell me this $2.4 million, the most valuable team in North American sports, no one knew about it. I, no one. I don't, I'm not buying it. Yeah, um, it just seems to be like a bad time for the NFL right now. Uh, you have the Flores things. Now, this, you know, obviously everything that's going on in Washington with Daniel Snyder, they're talking about maybe pushing Snyder out, maybe pushing Ross out. The Flores lawsuit, don't know what's going to happen with the enemy. Now there's stuff with the Cowboys. Typically what you see happen with the NFL is they make some sort of PR move, and then they try and make things go away. We also have now Congress making some pushback, trying to flex their muscles, saying you need to release documents or we're going to come after you and put on our big show. What do you see happening? What's the next move for the NFL? Because they're sort of getting hit on all these fronts. How are they going to try and save face? Do you see anything happening? I'll, I'll ask each of you this question. When was the last time you see You've seen the NFL vote another owner out. The closest we've seen to that is is what happened with Jerry Richardson in 2018, right. when there were sexual assault allegations against him, and 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 him potentially having uh, said something uh, a, a, a racial slur in an African American scout and sold the team. Uh, but do you think that happens with Daniel Snyder when the National Football League? Gave a dead exception, a dead exception to Daniel Snyder to purchase more of the team while it was under investigation. That that puts the egg all over the NFL's face. Um, so with 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 Stephen Ross, I, I I think that it's an issue because how are you going to have three quarters of the league its owners kick another one of its its ilk out? When they could turn around and look at each other, how they 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 know each other in society. Right. This is a club. Kicking one of their uh, people out of the club is a big deal. It's 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 tough to see it at this point. Xavier Pope is with us. Uh, we got to get to the Michelle Tafoya story, which we covered. You know, during the season, she kind of disappeared from Sunday Night Football for three of like five weeks, and it was uh, the excuse from NBC was, "Well, these are like bye weeks, and everyone gets bye weeks." Okay. Well, at the same time, she had gone on The View, and she had a discussion about Colin Kaepernick, and right after that is when she was gone for three of five weeks. Now she's gone from NBC. The story is she walked. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't, and now she's popping up on conservative news outlets. She was just on Fox News talking about Colin Kaepernick, which at this point, I mean, I know it's still a big issue overall. It kind of seems like old material, but what do you make of what Michelle Tafoya, former sports silent reporter, is doing now? Racism isn't old material. 
it, it's it's the it's the most profitable institution for the last 500 years of this country. Uh, so Michelle Tafoya just leaned into this era that's that's now grifting and playing to another audience. Uh, some of the most the eight of the ten most uh, watched shows on cable news are on Fox on Fox News. Fox News is mainstream television, much as people try to call it right wing and there's a difference between right wing and mainstream media. That's foolish. Fox News is getting more viewers than MSNBC and CNN combined. This is main racism is now mainstream to be uh, used as far as uh, marketing. Michelle Tafoya pretty much getting aged out of her profession. Instead of going to straight news and making a podcast, writing a book, she she made the calculation and said, yo, there are people of my age demographic demographic um that frankly would love for me to bash colin kaepernick would love for me to bash black lives matter would love for me to bash a critical race theory would love for me to bash uh and, and support the big lie that was based on african-americans and voting in mass and putting uh, joe biden over the top of flipping the senate so this is a calculated marketing move uh, by michelle defoy to be a racist grifter because this is this is the easiest path for her to have a second act in her career i mean let's be honest though from a money-making standpoint, a female who knows sports, who can do lots of spots, it's kind of a smart career move for her. Look, look Michelle DeFoy has had that job for years. So she was getting paid a lot of money. Is she going to be paid a lot of money right now on Fox News? The, the, hey, I, I doubt that she's going to pay be paid as much as she was getting paid her as, a, as in her current role. In order for Michelle DeFoy to truly transform what she's going to do, she has to go hard right as in the drunk judge on Fox News drunk uh, shift and become an actual opinion host, not just someone who just comes on like Dan Bongino or, or these idiots and just come on the show every every now and then and host their own show that's specifically targeted toward aggrieved white America who hates woke America. <laughs> so she has to drive directly to yeah. that. And that may be something that may be beneficial to her. Um, I, I think that it's, she spent all her time around all those black players and came on the other side and said, hey, I think I'll try the racist route. I think she tries it. So I think she tries it. She's got talk show experience a long time ago on ESPN National. Uh, Michelle Tafoya and Tariko did a show together. Now, Michelle was often unprepared, and I remember listening one day, and she was talking about coming back late for a segment because she was uh, giving her child a bath, which at that point I was like, okay, you, you don't you don't care about doing a radio show if you're trying to juggle bath time with the kids during the GDM live show. I mean, that to me that's insanity. But I think she's watch what watch what happens here. There's a, there's a big market for you know her kind of material in this case. What do you got going on on Suit Up News this week? Uh, this news this week we're 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 talking just in the next uh, hour or so. We're going to talk about Michelle Tafoya. And dig in a little bit about why the lean to right wing media and why is it important for us to guard against that conversation becoming um, impacting our, our laws and, and the conversation that we really have to keep the temperature on. Uh, so that's what we're talking about on Suit Up News Space. Uh, suit Up News video will be uh, getting filmed tomorrow. You, you'll learn that. Uh, go to have you the hashtag Suit Up News uh, to see the latest episode when it drops. Will you have time? Maybe you've already done it. Will you have time to talk about one of the most charitable people in all of music, the baby? I, I, babe, the baby is one of the few people <laughs> that I hear his music now. And I hear like, man, turn that off. Yeah. I'm like, that. Yeah. what was, know, what was the latest? What was the latest when he pulled on this video where like this homeless guy shaking has a little transistor radio. And I, I don't know. 
I watched it, Xavier, and I was like, that's kind of nice to baby, you know, giving money to this poor guy. Dude, it, it, it looked really exploitive. Um, and it was like his guys were just kind of hanging out and they kind of sent the guy over there. It kind of looked like a setup, really. Uh, and, I, you know, maybe the guy appreciates the hundred bucks, but I think yeah. it was just it looked really sleazy to me. Um, he's a sleazy guy in general. Um, so I, I'm not a fan um, and I, I'm not I'm not going to listen to the baby's music. Um, he probably doesn't. He won't miss me. So I don't care if he if he doesn't care or care. Yeah, Ari, send he out a, this. He is literally a baby. Yeah, <laughs> Ari, send out this video on ESPN Las Vegas. It's really, it's it's very interesting because it does look like a setup. Then one of his uh, his guys or his bodyguard or something grabs a transistor radio with like his his forefinger and his thumb, like it is the dirtiest thing ever. And then the other one that I was fascinated by are are adult males in good weather now wearing blue galoshes. He I, like I I actually I haven't use the term galoshes in so long i didn't know how to spell it i'm like what yeah what, this is a fashion I, statement now the blue galoshes i haven't worn galoshes since i was nine years old uh so <laughs> Come I, on! I, don't, I don't know no, i gotta buy people. galoshes i've never I, worn them I, ever <laughs> hey man hey listen i wore those galoshes because my mom made me wear them they're terrible galoshes. you know you you just put on stuff. You, I, I didn't want to put a scarf around up to my eyeballs, but that's what I had to wear when it was winter time in Chicago. You know, what I mean? that, that's what they, that's what you did. They just, it was just like the, you know, the Christmas story. You just put on all the different layerings that your parents thought you're gonna die if you didn't have them. Class is one. It was one of those things. Xavier, last one. Xavier Pope's with us. You can find him on Twitter at Xavier Pope. He's got suit up uh, spaces going on. Uh, basically a radio show up on Twitter. I got about a minute left, so give me your reaction to the halftime show at the Super Bowl, and was it the best ever? Not the best ever. Still, Dre, you still had Michael Jackson, Prince, and Beyonce. Bruno Mars eclipsed that, and so, but it was it was really solid. And I was wondering whether Dre really was that a real board he was operating? Was it? Was it? <laughs> and Snoop, smoke your weed. It's all good. <laughs> well, what was the best ever? Uh, Prince. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, it's funny. I went back and watched Michael Jackson, and maybe it was because, you know, the, the quality of the audio, the size of the stadium and everything. Like, I thought it was good, but Prince was in the rain and, like, really singing and really playing the guitar. Like, I watched it again the other day. I'm like, that was friggin' amazing. It, it's I don't like music, so this is the only one I've ever actually yes. seen. I don't I like loved music. It. What? Oh, you loved it? I loved it. All right. I loved go. it. You, you don't like music? Correct. <laughs> Yeah, I know. No, I, know. I love this. You're gonna, you're gonna find you out dance something. Dance in silence. What? I know that's what he does. Yeah, I don't dance. Yeah, yeah. Xavier, you're gonna find out something as uh, you know. You've already found it out with our existing company and new company as we add people. That uh, I basically try to surround myself with people who are a little bigger than me and a lot weirder than me. It makes me look good. Uh, L two. Uh, no, you know I haven't really that's been around phenomenal. Dan in a while, but I, I think he's quite fragrant in a good way. Good. Okay. Good. Xavier, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, buddies. Have a good weekend. Uh, Dan, before we get out of here, and I appreciate the hour you gave us, uh, I want you to talk about, real quick, the uh, the charity uh, feeding booty deal, um, free food available in the Denver area. Hey, just check out my Twitter. We only got 30 seconds. Just uh, every first and third Thursday, check out my Twitter, at Dan T. Jacobs Law. If you know anybody that needs free meals and groceries in Denver, they can check me out. What are you making tomorrow? Well, it's today. Today's Thursday. That's a good point. It is. What What'd you make? Uh, we made uh, barbecue pulled pork. 
Nice. Very good. He's uh, This guy is a uh, grilling master. Dan, I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Sounds good, brother. There he is, Judge Dan. Willie Ramirez be down here in just a second at uh, Silver 7s. It's our Thursday spot. Come on down. Enjoy happy hour.